0: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Today, we are diving into a more personal side of the show and answering your questions that you submitted to both Lindsay and I on our Instagram. So we asked you for specific personal questions for both of us, and boy, did y'all deliver. We got some juicy goodness coming up on today's episode. We answer everything from what's been our biggest work fight, who would play us in a movie, if we will ever add team members to the heart team, uh, how we met our husbands. And we even went into more personal individual questions and answered things like how I do my Bible time, how Lindsay manages being a work from home mama, and lots more. This is a personal, nice, spicy, tea filled episode, as in we spill a lot of it. <laughs> so please join us for this behind the scenes look at us and some insight into our friendship. You ready? Let's go. Then
1: buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, let's get personal. Mm. <laughs> Cozy up together. You ready? How are you? We're just, we're just answering some personal-ish. <laughs> All right, let's
0: go. <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> we're going to ask, the first question is for both of us together. Um, and the, actually, the two kind of go together. So Yeah, let's do the first two
1: because we paired them together.
0: Yeah, they kind of go together. So the first one is from Lexi, and she asked, uh, I work with my bestie too, and I'd love to hear how you deal with disagreements. And then like part two of that is Shannon asked, what has been your biggest work fight? So, Which is kind of the same question-ish. real. Well, no. How, would, how do we deal with disagreements? I, I guess we could kind of answer that in what our biggest work fight was of like communicating through it.
1: The, oh, that's true. So what our biggest work, but we literally, before we started outlining this episode and kind of gathering all your guys' questions, we were like, literally what has been our, cause we don't, we disagree maybe on occasional things, but like literally it's like, what do you think? I think this. Oh, I think, but most of the times we think that the same thing, like literally yeah. 99.9% of the time we were like, yes, this perfect. Great. We finish each other's sentences,
0: <laughs> And like, even when we don't, totally aren't like 100% on the same page or have the same thought, it's One of us will just be like,
1: okay, whatever. Cool. Yeah.
0: We're very... It's always like... I think that comes down to... We did a whole episode on like business partnership. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to like the worldview and the values and like the character. And both of us know, like even if the other person is saying option B and the other one wants option A, we know that our goals are the same. So does option A or B really matter when we're heading in the same direction? So it's very easy to be
1: like, sure, B is fine. Like... (laughs) Well, so I like, think that's technically how we handle disagreements, kind of. Well, that's actually, like, we don't get into disagreements a ton. And when we do, it's very mild. However, the biggest work fight we were just saying was, I think when Evie was out of office, you said, what were you doing? Shooting a proposal? I was,
0: yeah, I was shooting a surprise proposal with a couple of close friends and out of office for, like, the weekend. And, like, didn't mm-hmm. have service.
1: Right. Um, well, I don't understand how that... Because I, I had knew- service
0: in the town that I was in, but like, so I saw the slack come through,
1: but what was my slack? So I had, I had just had my miscarriage and I was like trying to come back into office after kind of being out of it unexpectedly. Right. Like I wasn't expecting to be out of office and we were leading up to, I think a black Friday launch. And so I think Evie, you had hired a copywriter. Yep. In in preparation for that without consulting me because obviously I'm grieving. I'm like, you, you know, were totally not, out of office. Not even like,
0: not even on maternity leave where I would like consult you with a, a financial decision. It was like, right. do not talk to Lindsay. She needs space. Like business is right. irrelevant to her think, right now. <laughs> I
1: think when I was trying to slowly kind of come back into getting a grasp on what I missed, I think that's when you were out of office for yeah. like the weekend for, uh, it probably was during a week though. I probably wouldn't have said this on a Saturday. It was probably during I think like, it was the was like a, the week. Thursday, Friday that I was out. Situation. Yeah. 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 And I remember I was like, wait, who is, who is Kayla? Who is this person? Wait, what? And then I was like fully grasping like, wait, it it, it was funny. Cause I like, I like was like, wait, you hired a whole entire individual team member. Not that that's a team member. It's like an independent contractor. Wait, a I think thing. that's what
0: you thought. I think you thought I'd hired like a copywriter onto our team and not just like booked an independent contractor for a project.
1: No, I think I knew that. I'm just oh, really? anal. <laughs> well, okay. Long story short.
0: <laughs> long story short, Lindsay, like I literally had shot the surprise proposal of like two of our best friends. Lane and I were there with them um the night before. Like we were taking like just like two days off. I had like no service, but we'd gone into this town where I did have service for like two hours while we got breakfast. So I was like, in the headspace of totally being out and i suddenly start getting these slacks from lindsay of like what the hell is going on like very like you hired somebody what's happening like i don't even know xyz like i think you Which, were just to, like to frustrated to explain, yeah well
1: i i think when i also i i don't mean to be angry and i yeah. but i think when my written communication like cuz i'm a verbal processor so everything that i'm instantly thinking immediately comes out of my mouth or via my keyboard. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't have a very good, like, filter of just, like, let me process my thoughts and then type it out. I'm, like, wait, verbal processing, like, almost, like, in real time.
0: (laughs) Like, the instant Lindsay has a thought or a question for me, she will be texting or slacking me, which Mm -hmm. can sometimes turn into her being, like, I'm confused or, like, emotions are high right now, which in that moment, it just both of us kind of responded and it began to, like, escalate and then both of us were typing in, like, all caps to each other and, like, both using, like, like effing this, like not necessarily saying the whole words, but just like, right.
1: like well, I, would I, I was. I, I think I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm so confused. Wait. You hired a copywriter? Wait, why was I not consulted? And you were like, I was like out of office. I literally I think I literally
0: typed in all caps because we texted back and forth a little bit. I was like, it's just for the X project, like such and such. And you're like, why wasn't I consulted? And like, I think that was like five or whatever texts in. And I finally slacked back and I was like, because you were effing out of office. And then I think you text back or slacked back and you were like,
1: I'm sorry, I was effing, like losing my baby. (laughs) Like it was like that was, <laughs> but I but that's think like the literal only time that it's ever, and then immediately like 10 minutes later you called me and you were like, I called, I, I called yeah. instantly. I
0: was like, I'm so sorry. Like I let my emotions get away with me. Like, let's talk through this. I, here's what I did with this copywriter. Like, I hope that was okay. And Lindsay was like, no, I'm so sorry. And it was like, totally fine. We communicated through it. We talked through it, but that was like, what a year, a year and a half ago, it maybe was
1: 20. Well, no, it was what I know when this was, it was 2020. It was, it was
0: 2020. 2020. Yeah. So it's it, November, December, January, November, like it was like a year and a half ago. So like, we like do not fight. like ever. Yeah, no, um, no. But I think it, at the heart of it, like just answering this more quickly, like how we deal with disagreements. It's just a lot of healthy communication, which we have a podcast episode on. It. It's a lot of listening to understand and not listening to respond. It's a lot mm-hmm. of, digging for the heart of, you know, what is the other person's goal and motivation here? You know, in that situation, Lindsay was feeling out of control and, you know, like stressed and just like, whatever, like feeling neglected. Like I was overstepping, you know, whatever. And I was feeling like, give me some dang time off, like, (laughs) and give me the benefit. So both of us, you know, like, looking for the root of like Mm -hmm. the heart behind the person. And, you know, in that moment, I knew like Lindsay was not trying to like destroy me in that conversation. She was just like, help, I'm trying to come in and what is happening? Um, And then I think it's also like a lot of just honest and open communication, like yeah, having those conversations of I like, and using I language of, hey, Lindsay, I felt this when you said this and you know in the future like could we maybe have a conversation or
1: you know like whatever like yeah. just using open. using like open i feel statements i think no matter and this is like whether or not you're in whoever's listening to this like if you have a business partner or just a team member or literally like any relationship ever this is i think having <laughs> open communication is a really healthy thing to do yeah. and is just a good like reconciliation like management tool to have like really healthy relationships
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Hmm. we're not perfect, but I would say we value each other a lot and we value our friendship. We value our business partnership. And so it's worth the effort that goes into the communication and all that goes with it. So
1: all right, next question. Evie, it's for you. Okay.
0: Leah asked, tell me about your Bible time. What do you read? How do you know where to read? And do you journal along while reading the Bible? I want to read the Bible more. I love this question. This makes me really, really happy. I could talk about this for 20 minutes, um, if not longer. So I'm going to
1: try to keep this really short. We're going to wrap it up because we have a lot of questions. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm going to, Lindsay, go snap together. Um, I mean, I could also talk about this for a long time. We should maybe do an episode, but also maybe, I don't know. Well, we'll talk about it later.
0: That'd be a fun, like, like personal IG live to do on our own pages or something like that though. Oh, that would be fun. That'd be fun. Okay. That's a great thought. So I'm going to give this a great brief overview. So what do I read? I, it depends a lot on the season. So typically I read a chapter of the old Testament, a chapter of the new Testament, and like a chapter of a Psalms or a proverb. Um, that's in like my ideal situation. There are times when I have literally 10 minutes for Bible time and I'll read a chapter of whichever one I'm feeling that morning, um, which is usually new Testament or Psalms or Proverbs. Um, so I, 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 Typically, rotate. You're not down. down
1: for reading a whole entire chapter on Leviticus, Evie. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> you call I? yourself a Christian, okay? <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> um, so I. Sorry, I need to be Okay, i will mute myself again. Bye. I love it.
0: So yeah, that's typically, I I started that habit just from what my parents had trained me in. I did a lot of reading the Bible through in a year. And that's typically the method that you do of old, new, and like Psalms or Proverbs. And so I've just kind of stuck with that. But that's also not, I don't always do that. Like where to read. Sometimes I am just in a study season. Like this morning, actually, this is a prime example. This morning I woke up and I just felt I had a, verse of the day pop up on my phone um, when I like woke up and checked the time. And it was about waiting on the Lord. And I felt the minute I read that verse, I instantly felt the Lord say, I want you to dive in this morning to scriptural study of waiting on me. Like, what does that look like? And what does that mean? And so I didn't read a chapter of anything. I pulled out my concordance and I began to do a word study on waiting and waiting on the Lord. And what does that look like? And and pulling up the scriptures and writing them down in my journal and then writing, like, what did I take away from that? What did that mean to me?
1: Can, and, you, can you explain what concordance is for anybody yeah. that doesn't know what that means?
0: Yeah. So a concordance which is also is, me because I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, a concordance is essentially like, um, like an index, but like an
1: but for verses kind of yeah
0: yeah so like you know like an index at the back of a book or something where you'll go and be like what were the references on sourdough bread yeah. like in a cookbook yeah. or something and it'll pull up all that's basically like it's that for the bible and so you can go but it's go its and, own book yeah yeah uh, you can also do it online of like blue blue letter bible has some great like resources online of like word study in the concordance they also have like like root words like Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic. And you can study what that word actually means and like the original language. And there's just a lot. You don't have to have it in a physical book. I I love doing that. that, So I'm not getting on technology when I'm in my time with the Lord, but I love word studies. So that's another huge way that I spend time with the Lord. As far as journaling, I'm trying to like go so fast through this, but it's like such a meaty topic. As far as journaling in the morning, if I'm doing like a word study, like I kind of said what I did this morning, I did journal along. I I was writing down the verses and transcribing. Part of the reason I do that is because it really helps me absorb what I'm reading. So I write it down. I read the verse and then I write it down in my journal. And it just helps me like slowly go through the verse and like sit like this word or this morning I was reading a verse and it was saying, um, the Lord multiplies, you know, his blessings to us or whatever. And I forget the exact quote, but I I really got stuck on the word multiplies. And I was like, man, it's not just like he adds to our dreams and visions, like he multiplies. And as I was writing, like that stood out to me. So I'll journal or write down the verse that I'm reading. And then I'll write down like what stood out to me and why, how does this apply to my situation? And then I also journal a decent amount of prayers as well. Like I'll, like my journaling time is also like, Lord, I receive that multiplication blessing that you have for me. Like, thank you that you are so for me. And, you know, my journal is not just, here's what happened today. It's right, like basically like a written transcript of my conversations with God. Um, but I also pray without journaling. So it's the two are aren't hand in hand. I just like them together sometimes. Um And then there'll be other times outside of even my like morning devotional, like time with Jesus. I love just having an evening where I sit down and I just start journaling everything on my heart and mind. And it's not, it's not attached necessarily to scriptural study, although it usually turns into that as God's like pointing me back to scripture. But if there's stuff in my heart or mind, whether it's really good or in the middle or super painful. I'll just process everything. And usually what that means is like, I'm a verbal processor. So I love getting it out on paper. And then at the end, I always, it's not just a a dump of like emotions mess. Okay. I feel better. I always am like, God, what do you have to say? Like throughout the process, I'll literally write down, I'll be like, and I just felt so hurt or like abandoned or, you know, whatever that feeling was. And then I'll be like, Lord, what do you have to say to that emotion? Like, what is your truth to what I'm feeling? And I'll I'll sit there and I'll wait. And if I don't hear like an answer from the Lord and like, you know, anything stirring up in my spirit, I will begin to be like, okay, scripture what does God say in the Bible to what I'm feeling right now? And I'll pull out my Bible and I'll begin. And so it's it's not always like I'm reading a chapter and I write down what I see. That's great and I do that. But sometimes it's just processing and getting it on paper and, and mm-hmm. then asking the Lord for His input as well. And typically those are two different times for me. Typically the morning is more like, getting in the word and scripture. And like, I do journal on occasion in the mornings when I'm writing down what God's showing me in the word, but the evening is when I'm processing. And that's like an extra additional time that I never want to neglect my
1: time studying the scripture in the mornings. If that makes it, Does that make sense, Lindsay? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think this is also a really helpful breakdown for people that like want to read the Bible more, Bible more and don't have a practical like way to do it or didn't know a practical way to do it. So I think that's super helpful. Yeah. There's also like,
0: there's also Bible reading plans. There's, you know, like all sorts of resources online. I'm not a Bible teacher. So there are tons of resources that can really help you have like structure to your morning time if that's, you know, or evening time, whenever you do your Jesus time, um, if that's helpful to you. But that's what I do and that's what I love, and that's how I really love spending time with the Lord. Awesome.
1: Okay, right, your turn after question. I talk for yeah. 10 minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's okay. Next question is from Emily. She asks me, How do you manage being a WFHM? That means work from home, mama. Uh, do you have a nanny? Yes, I do have a nanny, and his name is my husband Andrew. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a joke, but it's also the truth. Um, my husband used to be in the Coast Guard and we did have Eloise before he got out of that. She was like a year and a half old when, almost a year and a half old when, when he got out. Um, so I obviously had to deal with that, uh, like working from home with her. I will say it's a lot easier with a newborn, at least before they can crawl and mostly walk. It's easier um, to work and have them in the same space. Um, however, now with two kids, Like Andrew quit his job because he, we both felt in our life that we didn't want him to be taken with the Coast Guard. I mean, that's a military. And so, or it's a form of the military, which takes him away like for months at a time. And we just didn't feel like that was the right move for our family. So he quit his job to really be like a stay-at-home dad. So I am very, 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 very blessed to have that. I know that it is not uh, a situation that a lot of people have. A lot of people's partners or spouses or husbands can only, like they go to work because they want to or they have to or something like that. And so a lot of people do either have to have a nanny or figure out how to do it at home. And I do have experience of doing that before he did work, but I just want to always, always be honest um, and say, yes, my husband is my nanny (laughs) because he is the literal best uh, husband ever. But I would say the way I manage it is I try to have very strict office hours um, and make work work and make life life. Um, And I didn't do that when Eloise was little just because she was literally home. I would like have her on my lap for literally almost everything other than podcast episodes, because that was where I was like, okay, I'll have a babysitter come over, um, for like the day while I'm doing that. Um, but I would say like, I just did life with like, yeah, I mean, you can attest to this heavy. Like I did meetings with like Eloise on my lap And, uh, it's a little less now because now we do have more of like, okay, Andrew, like watches them like roughly nine to five while I work. Or maybe it's less if I don't work like the full day, it's, you know, it's flexible and we have that ability, but short answer is, uh, that
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay.
1: Together, uh, Emily asked how many kids
0: do both of you want?
1: Lord, I don't know. Emily? Emily? <laughs> this is, oh, this is a different Emily than the one that asked me yeah, how I managed. I, I emphasize, it's spelled with two E's, and I emphasize that unnecessarily to differentiate the two. <laughs> That's funny. Emily? Um, Emily. I always say I will take it one at a time. And so right now I'm at two, and I'm willing to have three. I have zero kids right now, so it's very easy for me to put a
0: number when I don't have one. Um, right. So I, I want to say, I know this can change. However, Landon and I both would love to have a minimum of four kids upwards of like eight. So we're talking about like four to eight children would love, that would make us very happy. Six is like where we're like, yes, we're feeling great
1: on that. <laughs> like, I am jamming on that answer. Want- <laughs> I think I think the more I have kids, the more, well, granted, I mean, it, it depends. Like I could see us getting up to four or five. Yeah, I don't say This when you pass 5, whoa.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I came from a family of four kids and it honestly did not feel big. And there this really? is a whole other story. This is a whole other story, but we also my parents had two children, twins, a set girls, twins younger than me. I'm technically the youngest now, but two twins as well that passed away before they were two and a half. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, like the the family felt more complete with six. And so I think that's part of why like right. four felt small after having a fa- like six of us kids. So, that makes sense. so I'm like, yeah,
1: four is the well, minimum. Also, <laughs> for, for comparison, I am an only child. So I have no experience on yeah. having siblings <laughs> or, or children. Like i have now two kids. So I have now topped my parents. Woo. Nice. So like, <laughs> So uh, we're rocking it, but yeah, that's the point. answer. I feel like that. the heart the heart of both of
0: us is we love kids and yes. kids are such a blessing from the Lord and we'll see how many we, each of us have, but
1: yeah. We need to have a whole entire podcast rant on how kids are viewed as negative things, but oh, they're not. Okay, yes, beautiful. we should. Okay, Yep. <laughs> great. Okay, next question is also for both of us from Anna. She says, if someone were to play you in a movie, who would it be and why? Let's, okay, we could get down so many rabbit holes with this. <laughs> <laughs> I think my question is, looks-wise, and probably maybe personality-wise, maybe, but I've never seen her play a character like me, is Hillary Duff. But I think mostly looks-wise. Like, I just freaking love to pieces HD. We love her. We stand her. Lizzie McGuire forever. I think I kind of look like her, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I had to have Lindsay help me on figuring out my- Yeah, we literally my- had a whole 10-minute like, <laughs> Google session over this. Because I
0: was like, I don't know. Um, looks, if we're going off of looks- I feel like it would
1: either be Rachel McAdams, which I get, I've been told that a lot. Well, or- specifically Rachel McAdams with dark hair, because Rachel McAdams has blonde, red, short yeah. hair. Like, she's had every hair under the sun, so I think specifically, think of like, like, her. Rachel McAdams, like, the notebook Rachel McAdams, because she's, like, a yeah, brunette. Her hair isn't that dark. Maybe it's because yours is, like, freakishly long right now. Yeah, so, I don't true. know if she's ever had that long of hair, but, like, if your hair was shorter, a little bit shorter— and hers was a little bit longer than normal. We're going so much detail. Okay, we do not need to do Okay,
0: this. Rachel McAdams or Lindsay pulled up Jessica Alba. I could see that. There were a few photos of her that I was like, oh, I could see like similarities. And then and, like,
1: Evie got all like in a funk because she was like, those two women are older. And I was like, you're so Gen Z right now. <laughs> no, I didn't. I just was shocked. I didn't realize
0: how old, like I was like Rachel McAdams for sure. Aged definitely very well. They, they were are amazing. But Rachel women. McAdams at the time of this recording is 43. And I was like,
1: Oh, and I literally clapped Christ. for her <laughs> in that moment. I it said, "Dang, amazing. girl!" I was Look like, so "Get amazing. it, get it!" And also, she played a teenager, like freaking fifteen years ago in Mean Girls. We're getting yeah. on a tangent, okay? And then we both said, <laughs> personality-wise, like those were looks-wise. If if but if somebody could capture probably both, this was the same person, the same actress yeah. that could capture both of our personality because we're very spunky. Jennifer Lawrence,
0: yeah. And she just doesn't um, give a
1: crap what people think. So I could see her right. doing us very well. So, and I can, she kind of looks like me, kind of, but I think Hillary Duff looks more like me. Yeah. Anyways, okay, moving on. <gasps> Next question is for Lindsay. Oh, great. Perfect. Okay. um, It is from Sarah. It says, how do you find the balance between giving free info and charging even a small fee? So this is more of like a marketing question. Wait, this is a personal. I'm just realizing. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> It's great. It's great. We love you, Sarah. We appreciate this question. Uh, the simple answer is it's hard and it is something that we both had to navigate. I think when we started, you know, having digital education. Yeah. Um, but whenever you're, I mean, it doesn't even have to be education. Like whenever you're offering a service or a product and then you're, at, you're trying to give out where you offer like even like photography, in our photography careers, like we would offer our clients something very specific, like a, a wedding pricing guide, or oh, sorry, not pricing guide, a wedding guide and like information that is very exclusive to working with us. However, then we also did give out free information. So what I think it is a little bit more applicable to like business education though, in the way that you're probably thinking about this. Um, I would usually say the way that you give out free information is you teach the what and the paid information is the how. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say I've gotten a a lot of questions. This is maybe just something to break down that you probably weren't expecting in a personal Q and A, but it's here anyway. Um, (laughs) A lot of people have asked, like, if they're like considering buying one of our courses, like the Photo Major or the Instagram Major or something like that. They're like, what? What's the difference between like your courses and your podcast? Because your podcast is so good. And first of all, thank you for even making that comparison because that puts our podcast on a very high pedestal in my mind because. It's free, and mm-hmm. so the difference between free education, like this podcast, and a course that is like thousands of dollars is a whole frick ton. Because we would not give out information that costs thousands of dollars on a free podcast. So, yeah. so we try to make that balance really well. And I mean, that's why we have episodes like this on like personal, like personal stuff that obviously would not be in a course. Like, why would you pay a thousand dollars to hear me talk about Hillary Duff? No, you would not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that's why we try to balance it like. You, we teach you, like, step-by-step walkthrough tutorials, like, very nitty-gritty, holding your hand, teaching you every single thing we know in, like, paid stuff, whereas podcast or any free content is more, like, surface-level how-to—or not how-to, but, like, surface-level, like, here's what to do, here's what to consider, go do it yeah. yourself kind of thing.
0: Yeah. That was good. All righty. Cool. Okay. Crystal asked me how to bring your personal life into your brand without intruding on your partner. I thought this was a really good question. That is a really good question. Um, I think it... De- here's the thing. It depends so, so much on you and your partner. Like, it's it's such an individual thing of what boundaries and things that you feel work for you and what they're comfortable with and what you're comfortable with. But at the end of the day, like, that's that's what it boils down to is communicating through comfort levels and boundaries and expectations and all of those things. I, with Landon... I feel like we're just very is, is the word simpatico is that actually like that just popped into my head. I have no idea what that word means. <laughs> okay. Um we're very like on Who the same page. Similar. <laughs> <laughs> we're very I think simpatico. Hang on, I need to google this. I'm so sorry I'm doing this on a podcast episode. Well, while she does that, how you guys doing? How you? guys
1: no, I'm kidding. Sympatico
0: is getting along with or having mutual understanding of each other, one another. Okay, okay, okay. So we're very simpatico in just the like the expectations, boundaries, and desires that we have as far as social media and like him online and all of that. But if there's ever a moment, you know, like he'll voice to me, I'll begin to film something, and he'll say, "Honestly, Evie, like I don't really want to film this moment," or like. I don't really want to be on camera right now or something. I'll be like, no worries, totally fine and put it away. Um, or there'll be times when, you know, I'll be like, hey, are you down? I have to film this reel or, you know, would you be willing to go on a date and we can like film it and make it super cute. And, you know, because he's a videographer as well, it also helps that he's like, sure, let's have fun and like, you know, get creative. He understands that side of things and he understands the business and the purpose of what I'm doing and and why I love sharing more personal stuff to impact and like encourage and inspire and, and all of that. So I think it's just communicating and understanding. It takes two people to listen, to voice and to discuss, that makes sense. Amen. Hello, photographers. We have some life-changing news for you. So listen up. Do you feel like your life is being sucked? away by editing these days. Like, raise your hand if 99% of what you do right now is stare at a computer screen manually editing hundreds, if not thousands, of images at a time.
1: Well, then listen up, because this is about to literally change your life. Introducing Batch AI, a Lightroom plugin that uses artificial intelligence to batch edit at lightning speed. The tech reads your edit and bases its edits off of your style throughout your gallery, which is mind-blowing. All you have to do is edit a few sample edits from each different lighting scenario for the software to read, and then the program takes it from there and begins to match your ideal edits throughout the rest of your gallery. Basically, you train the program to edit just like you and save hours of your time.
0: The founder and creator of Batch AI, Sean, has been our personal photo editor for over four years, and he is absolutely genius and thorough in everything he does, and this program is no exception. A couple of features that are just the coolest is that Batch AI smart crops and straightens your images, can replicate brush and gradient tools you use, as well as can smartly identify your black and white images, excluding them from editing in color. Like,
1: what? <laughs> literally it's literally insane. So to test out Batch AI today, go to batch.ai and use code heart hustle for life using numerical 4 for 25% off your first purchase. That's heart hustle for life and the link and the code will be in the show notes. All right, entrepreneurs, let's face it, you're in a pickle. You're not attracting your ideal clients because your brand visuals are just meh at best and you're not showing up as the professional ready to make their life 500 times better. Do you honestly feel like your website just sucks? Like your branding feels like you created it in Microsoft's Paint. Anyone else remember Microsoft's Paint? Is that just me? <laughs> okay. And your your client experience just overall feels like it's seriously lacking and you just need a change right now. But let's be honest, you're not ready to drop 8K on a custom web and brand design. Well, don't worry. That's where we come in.
0: Introducing the solution to all of your website struggles, the Heart Shop website templates. Now we spent hours designing these customizable, professional and conversion intense website templates with our incredible designer, Sarah Crook of Elizabeth Designs. They are so incredibly easy to use and customize with ShowIt's user-friendly interface. Yes, by the way, you can easily learn how to work with ShowIt even if you've never touched a website or any design platform before. And you can change literally anything you want. No more being limited to squares on your website. It's a drag and drop system that is freaking easy and looks incredible. Oh, oh, you want more information? Cool, I got you. The templates come already SEO optimized with copy prompts from Lindsay and I included. Yeah, you don't just get nonsensical filler text. You get bomb education and prompts from Lindsay and I to help you wow your potential clients and crush your website copy. And we designed a variety of these in different styles so you can find the closest match and then tweak it to make
1: it fully your own. If you're ready to save thousands of dollars and hours upon hours upon hours of your time and get clients flooding through your website, you need to check these out. So grab yours at theheartuniversity.com forward slash website dash templates. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash website dash templates. All right. Together, Summer asks, can you finish and start a new book right away, or do you mentally need a few days in between? That's a funny question. I feel like I that's a really good question. question.
0: I also feel like it's a funny question because, like I, Lindsay, when we were outlining this, I was like, "Oh, little does summer know." I literally, both of us, I think. But yeah. I, read I will, <laughs> I will read like multiple books at a time. Like I'm not kidding. I'm typically reading like five to eight books at a time. So well, no, okay, I do I have a question for you on that.
1: I have a question for you on that. Do you read f- five or eight of the same genre type of books at the same time? No. Well no. Well it's sometimes. I'll read multiple like either like business or psychological or like whatever books at the same time. But I typically don't like reading fiction books, maybe even in the same genre at the same time. Does that make sense? Like I'll go fiction one at a time with but balance that out with like a faith book and a business book and like an audio book or something like that. And usually they're all different genres.
0: Yes. I would say typically that's the case, although as I was talking, I was like, well, no, I technically have an audiobook fiction that I'm listening to, a physical book fiction that I'm reading, and another But maybe it's different because it's different. Oh, but you said I should let you talk. Another (laughs) physical book that I'm reading in the fiction category. But I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't typically like read all three in the same genre in one day. I'll read maybe one or two of them in the same genre in a day. But yeah, typically it's, typically it's, different genres and I'm, it's like five to eight genres that I'm reading. It a
1: time. Okay. Let's actually answer her question. So no, it's probably the short answer. Like we don't yeah, really mean. No.
0: I will literally, I will literally finish a book and start my next one, one within yeah. like seconds. Like I'll have it beside me to start next. Or like if it's an audio book, I'll have already downloaded my next one to instantly start listening to the next one. Yeah. The,
1: Be- only time that I can even think that I would take a little mental break is if the book, which Evie probably doesn't have experience on this because she doesn't even listen to this category because her heart can't take it, because she intentionally chooses not to, is like any like very sad or emotional book. For example, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, in the month of December 2021, I talked a whole crap long load about it ends with us because it affected me. And I granted, I didn't really wait that long. Another thing about it, I took I waited like two days maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's not even that long. I, but it like sometimes like when you, if you're really driving with a book and it like the characters really just like hit your heart, you just like have to mourn them. Not that like just mourn the end of that story in the sense of like, oh, you're done with it. Yeah. Um, we can move on to the next question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the
0: next question is from Courtney who said, would you consider adding to the heart team? Curious what you think your team looks like in the future. This is a great question.
1: Short answer, yes. Yes. We're always We're always looking... What we're balancing, though, is finances. Like, can we financially afford to hire somebody else? And also, is do we even need a gap to be filled in our team?
0: Yeah. So. Is there is there something that would work better with another person on the team, or can someone on our team do it really well? Um, I think to answer the second part of that question of, like, curious what you think your team looks like in the future, I would just say... W- the plan right now is to have the heart continue to grow as God grows it and blesses it. And that could very easily look like a very significantly large team. And we, that's just like, we see the heart going for years and years and years. And that's probably going to mean the heart continues to grow, especially as Lindsay and I have more and more kids and probably step a little further out of the business of like day-to-day operations. We'll need Mm -hmm. more people to step into like operations role and totally all of that. So yeah, I think
1: like future, future us, like ideal situation is like, we're content creators, we're podcasters and we create like the top funnel of the education. Like, so the courses or anything, and then like literally everything else is being handled by other people. So as we grow, obviously we're going to need more people to do that. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) But it's a slow growth. So if we're not hiring right now, apologies. (laughs) <laughs> we will in the future but I think that's also a really great thing about what we do is it's such a blessing to be able to employ people who love what they do and love their job and like love the mission behind the heart
0: yeah absolutely
1: all right okay heavy Amber
0: asked how to form deep godly and real female relationships been struggling with this hard since moving
1: states I'm low-key offended are wow, you getting you getting all the god questions I'm annoyed <laughs> it's fine <laughs> uh, do you want to take this question no, it's fine. You go. They meant it for you. Are, are you I'll sure? Like not, I can I'm take kidding. your question. No, I'm totally being okay. Kidding. I'm literally, you're fine. <laughs> I'm being dramatic. I know you are. <laughs> okay. So I'll try to keep this
0: short. First and foremost, Amber, there is a season. I truly believe this. When you move locations and leave your community, there is a season of lacking community And because it takes time to build trust and build depth and relationship with people. So even if you're putting in the effort instantly, which I can talk about in a second of like, how to form them and, you know, all of that, even if you are instantly trying to plug into a church or plug into a a group or, you know, whatever, it still is going to take time for you to get to know the person, have them get to know you, to understand their worldview to, you know, all of that. Like, so there is a season of, not having that depth in that relationship. And that comes with time. And I, I just wanted to let you know, like if, if you moved States and you're currently like, I don't have super deep friends around me. It took me like a year of like really searching for people to really find my key people that I was like, now we're doing life together, but I was putting in effort. But anyways, that's, do you have anything to add to that, Lindsay, of like that aspect of things? No, that was, that was really good. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, but that doesn't mean that you just sit around and wait for these friends to come to you. So for me, like forming deep and godly and real female relationships is like, I look for like, where am I going to find them? And typically it's church. It's, you know, the people aligned with, you know, my worldview. I will be blatant, like upfront with, I'll like walk. I remember when I moved, first moved here to Ventura in like Southern California, I would like walk into a coffee shop and see a girl and like we you know, chat about something or whatever and be like, oh, thanks for the coffee. And then I'd be like, hey, do you like, you know, you mentioned you like photography. Do you want to like grab coffee sometime and hang out? Like I was very like, please be my friend. Um, and a lot of them, you know, turned into like, oh, maybe not the best connections. And it just comes down to knowing worldview and lifestyle and, you know, are they aligned? Are they going after the same things as you? Do they value the same things as you? Um and obviously, that doesn't mean that like you have to think the same or be the same or agree on everything. It just means, do you both love the Lord and are hungry for healthy relationships? And typically, that means you align. Um, so I think it, it, it involves effort both to find those people, but also once you found somebody that you're like, oh, I, I really think we could be good friends— you have to be intentional in communication, in making space for that friendship and, and carving out time to spend time together, in reaching out to them, in you know saying, how's your day going? How are you? Hey, I was praying for you today. You know, really being very intentional to cultivate connection and depth and intimacy um, to share your heart with them of like, hey guys, I've really been struggling this week. Can you pray for me? Or, you know, I would love to just have a girl chat. I need some heart to heart and a tough week for me. You know that vulnerability aspect. Um, the last thing I want to say on this is, if you've heard the word, um, like you know, relationships are, involve intimacy. What I love, one of my favorite pastors, breaks that down and says, intimacy is literally into me you see. And it involves, Ooh, <laughs> it requires vulnerability and transparency. It requires letting people see your ups, your downs, your in-betweens. And that's where that depth in relationship really comes from is sharing, you know, allowing people to see into you and being willing to see into others and see the imperfect and the messy and pursuing the Lord and trying to keep Him at the center of everything that you're talking about and doing. um, That's just like what makes or breaks a relationship is, you know, do they love Jesus and are they hungry for Him? Um, especially in the close circles. That's I'm not talking about acquaintances or, you know, casual friends or even people that maybe you're mentoring. I'm talking about like your core circle of people, those deep, close, godly friendships. Like they should be hungry for Jesus if you
1: want that health and that depth. Do you mm. have anything to add to that, Lindsay? No, that was so good. I, I love the point that you made about like, you have to be vulnerable in order to expect other people to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, And I think that's, that's so good. Also, like even like going to church, yes, but like reaching out and, and, Putting yourself in a position to join a Bible study, like join yeah. that study group, like go out and say hi to somebody, like get out of your comfort zone. You can't just always sit there and expect friends to always come mm-hmm. to you. Um, and friendship yeah. takes time. I think that's the other thing. Like, like
0: if you're sitting there, like, oh, I don't have time for a Bible study, or I don't have time for that activity, or that group, or to go to that event. Well, friends take time. Like it's, yeah. it's intentionally holding space for those friends, and you got to start carving out space for them in order to have
1: space for friendships. Amen. Amen. All right. Next question is for me. It's from Mary. She says, one thing you don't like about having such a large following. I laugh at this question because I always, maybe it's because I'm always comparing like the following that I do have to like what what other people have. And maybe that's like a comparison thing. But I like, I look at like, I'm almost at 50K and I'm like, that's literally nothing compared to like the people that have like 500K. So maybe yeah so it's maybe my perspective is just wonky because then I, I, if you also like look at it on the flip side it's like if 50k we're in a stadium yeah oh, that's like a full stadium so that is like a lot of people i don't want to like discount that it very much is but it's just it's funny when you have a perception like it's like even people with 10k like that's a big following but they're probably looking up at like people with 70k and be like whoa what like i don't have that many people but yeah. Anyway, so you have to actually answer the question. Um, I I think the biggest thing I don't like is the pressure to post. Like, like the pressure to post anything. Like, mm-hmm. and, and having such a large following that's attached to my job— I think if I had such a large following that wasn't attached to like how I made income and because like I said earlier, like my husband does not work. I think that's like feeling the pressure of, oh, I have to maintain this following in order to like make a living for my family. I think that's where I don't like it necessarily. Um, And we're obviously working on like ways to change that and invest in other things so that like all of our money isn't right now attached to like the the big following that I have, which I don't even believe that like, Like my, like the heart is great. And like the, my following doesn't necessarily dictate all of our income, but, um, I think it's, it's the pressure to like constantly be on or constantly post and like maintain it when I just like, some days I'm just like, I just want to live on a farm and like be a little house on the (laughs) prairie, like, like, and run around my children and like, don't give a dang what the world thinks or care. Like, so it's that. And then I also think it's, it's like whenever, this, I could go on a big tangent on this, but like whenever cultural or like political or like big tragic things happen in the world, people automatically look towards anybody with a big following and they're like, well, why aren't you posting about it? As if yeah. like anybody with like more than a thousand followers has to suddenly become a social commentary and like know absolutely everything on things. Um, and, and I think publicly that's really, and publicly, yeah, publicly talk about it. It's it's as if if you don't post it to social media, you don't care. You're not thinking about it. You're not privately praying or even donating or anything like that. It's like you're you automatically assume if it doesn't happen on social media, it doesn't happen, which is just trash assumptions yeah. Yeah. and not true. Um, so I don't like that either. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. There is a lot of blessings though, but that's not the, what the question asked. So we just talking <laughs> about negativity today. <laughs> negativity. I oh my love gosh. it. That's
0: a great answer. Okay, final well, question. You. Wrapping up, okay. Hmm. Amanda asked both of us, "How did you guys meet your husbands?" I don't know how much detail to go into. Do
1: I, do we keep it super short and sweet? I say semi super short and brief. I mean, because I could literally take up thirty minutes just telling mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it short.
0: Um, so Landon and I met at ministry school. We went to Bethel School of Ministry, uh, BSSM, up in Northern California. He was from Southern California. I was from Ohio. So totally different upbringings. Totally different, like childhoods, all of that. Um, He was this SoCal surfer boy with tattoos, and I had literally my, pretty much my whole childhood been like, I will never date a guy who's not from Ohio. And I will never date a guy who has tattoos. Lols to both. I'm sorry. I,
1: I have questions about that. Why not from Ohio? Like what, why?
0: Because I wanted to live and raise my kids in Ohio. I never wanted to move out of Ohio. Oh, and <laughs> so now, that's funny. Like, now you're having to deal with that. Now, now I'm married in Southern California with my husband. <laughs> so ironically, so we met in ministry school, but we didn't meet like in the main body of school, we met in what was called like our city service, like our city outreach program, doing school or music around the town that our school was in, um, like blessing restaurants and stuff, playing for free and like bringing,
1: I'm sorry, wait, hold up. When y'all used to date, y'all used to do like video, like musical worships together. Uh That made no sense to what I just said. (laughs) Why do, why does that not happen on Instagram or your YouTube right now? Why, Why? I don't know. I think just like time. Personal, (laughs) personal. No, just you you do it already. He plays the guitar. Y'all sing. I don't know. Y'all, if you have not been here for a while, Evie has literally the voice of Mariah Carey and she hides that gem away from the world and I don't understand why.
0: That is very kind. Y'all didn't know
1: that she was talented at many things, most of which is music and singing, which she does not share.
0: That's very sweet. Um,
1: That's very sweet. I definitely don't feel that way, but that's very sweet. And like, okay, remember when we we did one thing like uh, we did a story. This is wildly off topic. I'm so sorry, but you 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 what did you? It was when Lover came out about Taylor oh, Swift, and yeah. you sang it. You sang it like a <laughs> goddess that you are because you you can hit the notes so beautifully, arguably oh. better than Taylor can. So good. Oh and then wow! You it, and then that's a well, lot maybe coming not. from a Swift. Yeah, I know. Let's. I'll take it back. But anyways okay. No, <laughs> um, but uh. And then you sent it to me and then I tried to sing it back, but I said it like a literal drowning cow. Wait, <laughs> drown- I, put- I said drowning with a D, like drowning, ignore me, Dr- <laughs> whatever. You get it. It was bad. And we posted them both on our stories and it was absolutely tragic, but so funny. We
0: should repost those. That'd be fun. We definitely I actually should. came across
1: those in our text thread recently and I
0: was like, LOL. And it was so funny.
1: Sorry, I just hijacked <laughs> your story. Apologies. <laughs>
0: It was a great side tangent. It brought a lot of entertainment though. Um, so Lane and I met playing music. So we were both doing gigs around the city. He walked into the class the first time I saw him. I was like, oh, wow, he's handsome. But not my type is literally the train, like a thought that went through my head. Anyway, you've you start- also
1: shared this story on your stories. That's funny. Uh, about like the, t- the, what you texted. i oh, sorry, I'll stop. Oh, I'll just yeah. let you tell it. Oh, am I going into that detail too? Oh, I don't know. You can just, whatever. Okay. Okay. I'll try to make this
0: super brief. So he started showing up to my gigs around the city and I thought he was just coming to like see a friend of mine, like a guy friend that he and I would play together occasionally. And I was like, oh, Landon's totally coming to see Jonathan. Turns out he wasn't. Um, I didn't realize that though, but he'd come to like five of my gigs. And finally I was like, maybe I should repay the favor and go to one of his like gigs around like at the Mexican restaurant, whatever. So... I go to see him. I took one of my guy friends with me. And then Lennon thinks that we're dating and decides, <laughs> decides to just Facebook message me and is like, Hey, are were you with that guy that you came with tonight? And I was like, Bold. Oh I was like, Oh no, we're we're totally just friends. Still oblivious. But I'm starting to pick up at this point. Anyways, he then sends me a message and is like super straightforward and is like, well, if you wanted to know, like, I like you, I would love to get to know you and spend more time with you. And I, let me preface this. Let me preface. Savage. what I, was, I got real savage, but let me preface. I, at ministry school, if you've never been to a ministry school, let me explain what it's like. Godly men who are pursuing the Lord, godly women who are pursuing the Lord. They, we joke that it's called Bethel School of Supernatural Marriage. Because people, people, it's a great place to find a spouse. It, it really can be an awesome place. I was not looking for one. However, a lot of the men were. So I, at this point, we were like two months into the school year and I'd had five guys ask to date me, pursue me, be my girl, boyfriend, like be my, I would be their girlfriend, whatever. Um... And every time I would say, like, oh, that's like very gently, be like, not really, no thing, like subtly. And finally, I was like, I think I need to be more blunt with these boys. Like, I think I need to be like, no, not happening. So that's what I did to Lynn. And I basically was like, not interested in you romantically. That's very sweet, but I'm not down for anything. (laughs) Like I was like harsh. (laughs) And he was very sweet back. And then he ended up, I got to know him a little over the next like month or so. And he was just very different from from any guy I'd ever met. And I finally, I got up the courage and was like, so do you still want to date me? And he was like, yes. And I was like, great. Then I'm down to go on a few dates. So, and then the rest is history. But... Yeah, it was a fun story.
1: Okay, you and Andrew, that's beautiful. All right, I will try to make this as physically short as I can. I'm a storyteller though, so y'all, I'm really <laughs> having to rein in, rein in <laughs> myself. Okay. Um. So, me short answer is me and Andrew met. Our our actual story of how we met is like freaking crazy. Uh, we met when he proposed to me. And let me just expand on that if you've never heard that before. Um, we met, I was a senior in college. He was a sophomore in college. No, wow, no, I'm wrong. I'm, I was a sophomore in college. He was a, almost about to be a freshman. So we're like two years younger. I'm a cougar. He's a two years younger. <laughs> I'm a cougar. Okay, words are hard. Did you just say he's a two years younger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're, from Star Wars. you're like, he's a two years younger. Because I was trying to say I'm a cougar at the same time. <laughs> this is how my brain works. It goes so fast that I need to get all the information out at once. And it comes oh out disjointed. Gosh. Okay, we met in the summer during a video scavenger hunt. We were on the same team. I knew everybody on my team. He was the newbie. And I was like, who's this dweeb, this high schooler, this nerd? And uh, we were going around town tackling like the different videoing, the different tasks on our video scavenger hunt list. Like one of them was like, oh, recreate the mission impossible, or not mission impossible, recreate like a movie scene somewhere and so we did mission impossible on like a rock wall okay cool yeah so one of them was to propose quote unquote in a public spot so naturally we are the two guinea pigs in our group that get chosen for that (laughs) particular event which god's looking down at this and being like ha ha ha, y'all i know the future you just you wait um and so i mean there's one guy in our group that's married so he gives andrew his man ring and we go like walk down to a public coffee shop and that's just great and the best part of this entire scenario is that i to this day have this video because joel god bless joel the guy in our group that was designated to video all this stuff is the kind of person that never cleans out his camera roll on his iphone and lord bless it 3 years later when we finally start dating which i will save that story for another day because that's a whole long deep dive um we reached out to Joel because I was like, oh my gosh, that's how we met. I reached out to Joel who had moved away and was he was like, I got you. I still have it. And the best <laughs> Anyways. part, you need to go see, isn't this video on, is it on your YouTube? It's either on my, it's, I know it's on a reel. I know it's on a reel. It's on a reel and it's also on my blog. Okay. I'll give it, you I'll give to it to our podcast manager to put it in the show notes so that you guys don't have to to scroll because I have a blog post that tells the story, but it also has the video. The best part about the video is that like, we are literal babies, literal babies. (coughs) And he like, he takes my hand again. I met him 20 minutes ago. He takes my hand in front of this coffee shop and our entire group of like three or four people other than (laughs) us are like show is like looking and there's people behind us sitting at this coffee shop. And we sit like, where we don't, we just stand on the sidewalk and he gets down on one knee with the man ring from Trent, our guy, the guy in the group that gave him the ring just to have it. Um, and he's like, hi Lindsay. Uh, it would make me the happiest man in the world to not marry you. Would you marry me? Or like, he says it backwards. He says it like, would I you not marry exactly me? Yeah. Well, he's like, it would make me the happiest man in the world to not spend the rest of my life with you. It does. But he said it in a way that doesn't obviously sound that bad. But when you actually think about what he said, the words, it's like, <laughs> oh wait, that's wrong. Um, and I just look at him and I'm just like, mm, I guess, yes.
0: <laughs> and the best like- part, though, the best part to me, the whole thing is so cringy awkward. It's the <laughs> best. But then you get up and you literally, like the most <laughs> awkward <laughs> hug and you like pat him on the back twice and then instantly like release. Like it's clearly like, I just met this person. <laughs> like hug. <laughs> and these people in the poor coffee shop beside you, like on the patio of the coffee shop
1: are just like, what the frick just happened? it's like a little like like a like a little pat like tap tap like you know when you tap the back like with your hand like flat and it's like hi yes okay tap tap <laughs> oh it's but, yeah. so good i love it's it great, it's great but now we joke because then when we started dating we were like hold up hold up god orchestrated this like what your we, your relationship started with a proposal like literally how is that the how is that how It's because I prayed when I was a little girl. I was like, God, can I please meet my future husband in like a magical way? I don't want to just meet him as a friend and then like we grow and then I don't even remember how I met him. Like I want it to be a magical, like we met in the supermarket, but God's like, hold my beer, I got you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Well, right. that is the end of our questions. We went so long. So hopefully this was fun and just lighthearted and you got to know us and our stories and our insights on stuff a little bit better. Um yes. if you enjoy this type of podcast interview slash episode and you want more of it, pop into the Heart and Hustle Facebook group, which by the way, we'll put the link in the show notes. Um give your insight, DM us on Instagram if this was fun, screenshot and share on Instagram if you want other people to enjoy it as well. Um, Yeah. Is there anything I'm missing? No, that's pretty much it. We love you guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you on the next episode. (laughs)